Welcome to M&A Perspectives, a podcast by Eaton Square. Tune in as we share insights on mergers and acquisitions and capital raising from industry leaders and our international team. Hi, everyone. I'm Rhys Adams. I'm the CEO of Eaton Square, and I'm joined by Stefan Schaefer, who's based in New York today. Stefan, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the debt and equity markets in New York. And so I thought it'd be interesting to hear an update from you of how things have changed lately. Sure, Reese. Thanks again. The um, I think the immediate fires that everybody were trying to put out has, has in large part worked its way through the system. Uh, you know, initially everybody was overcome what companies were performing, which companies weren't performing. Right now, we've had the benefit of the payroll protection program work its way through the system. A lot of companies have their interim funding, and now the market's beginning to get back into uh, its you know its normal context. So we're seeing deals being, you know, being actively worked on. Uh, there are certain participants in the market who aren't, you know, as involved as others. Uh, but by the same token, you know, people are looking at deals and processing transactions. Timing is a little bit attenuated. Uh, again, as we had mentioned last week um, when we spoke, uh, pricing, you know, is, is a little bit higher, as it always happens when there's dislocation in the market. And multiples have become a little bit more conservative. That's cool. So, you, as you know, we largely work in the mid-market space. How are you seeing uh, this environment affecting M&A and cross-border deals at the moment? Well, I think as a general proposition, M&A is pretty quiet. Uh, there are very few deals bringing brought, brought to the market, if any. Uh, the exception to that would be uh, small, smaller tuck-ins where uh, they're not going to be subject to a competitive auction. Uh, by the same token, there are certain industries that really have been, you know, haven't been particularly impacted by COVID-19, engineering, uh, IT. Uh, those are sectors that are still relatively active. There may not be activity now, but again, the processes uh, for these companies are still starting. That's fine. And largely, uh, lastly, we talked about that there was a, a disparity between the different players uh, in the sectors. How are you seeing that play out now? Actually, I think the market sort of divides itself into sort of three groups. Uh, the first group, uh, groups that are very active, they tend to be in large part responding to a, a mandate from the federal government, uh, which are overseen by the Fed, the OCC, and the FDIC, uh, have a mandate to get liquidity into the system. So they're very active, and they're not as busy as they were, say, a couple of weeks ago, where they were really dealing with, you know, administering the payroll protection program. So now they can focus on Main Street debt and everything else. So that's one group that's very active right now. Uh, the Small Business Administration has kept liquidity in the SBICs or small business investment companies as well. Uh, in large part, again, a federal mandate to keep liquidity in the system. Uh, by the same token, on the other end of the spectrum, there are groups uh, that, are real, that are really relatively inactive and they're going to be inactive and on the sidelines for the time being. Those would be publicly traded funds, business development companies, for instance, which had to take certain marks for, to their portfolio or mark down uh, the equity investments in their portfolio. And to the extent that they've marked those investments down so dramatically that they've actually sort of gotten upside down in their debt to equity ratios, uh, they just simply don't have the access to the liquidity lines that they might otherwise have. And so they're sort of out of the market. And then in the middle are institutions that really are not active right now, they're dealing with their portfolio, but by the same token, they're gonna to be opportunistic. So if there's an opportunity to get a significantly higher yield than they might otherwise, or get into a much better position in the capital structure, though they're still active there. And those are sort of the three constituencies that we see right now. 
That's great. Okay. Well, thanks for that. As always, it's great for us to know what's, um, I guess, happening in, in, in Rome, the modern Rome. Um, so thanks for your time, Stefan. Thanks very much, Liz. Thanks for listening to Eaton Square MA Perspectives. For complete show notes, visit www.eatonsq.com slash podcast. We release a new podcast regularly, so make sure to subscribe. Connect with us on linkedin.com slash company slash eaton dash square and Twitter at eatonsquare08. Until next time.